Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Father God, I thank you for this day, this beautiful day. Thank you for your grace and your kindness and your endless faithfulness and that we get to do this. And so Lord, with humility of heart, we lean into you as a sisterhood. Father, as a, as a community of women, young, old, in between, we lean into you and we welcome your Holy Spirit to come and breathe upon your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Fantastic. At the end, on all our locations, you've got a really giant calendar under your um, bottoms. <laughs> so um, the girl's going to draw attention to that, okay? But it's part of what is our um, October Sisterhood Fight Club. Everyone say Fight Club. Absolutely right. So am I going to need my glasses? Probably. My husband's had eye surgery. He's had his lenses replaced, literally, in his eyeballs. So he can see like a 20-year-old. In the meantime, my eyesight has deteriorated. (laughs) Maybe I need to get it done too, but you kind of need to take a few weeks off to do that. All right, um, just before I get started, I just want to say personally that I love that um, older women and younger women are in the room today. I love that. And again, like Laura said, and it's obvious, it's, you know, Encounter Week and so much is happening with the young adults and the young people of our church. But I love today that some of you girls, it's school holidays, it's college break, I'm really proud of you for turning up today <clears throat> on a beautiful spring day, but you're here and I just love that we're in the room together and my heart is that the, God, the Word of God is gonna penetrate your hearts. Now we would hope that always in every service that we ever have, amen? But I'm praying that somehow the Word of God is gonna penetrate your hearts and it's gonna become a marker in your life in the days that are ahead. I say this often, you know, we, we sit under the Word of God. We sit, un, we sit under worship that is the Word of God. The Word is coming at us all the time. And depending on where you're at, it goes in and it's, it takes residence within you. And sometimes, again, when you're in a great season or, a, you know, life's wonderful, you know, you don't perhaps sometimes draw on that Word as much as you need when the seasons change. And so I'm praying that the Word of God will go forth, it shall not return, it shall land into your spirits and accomplish what God wants, whether that is today, tomorrow, next week, or in five or 10 years time, amen? This is the nature of the Word of God. And for the young girls, I just wanna say to you, for the younger ones in the room and listening um, around the country, I wanna say to you, Ecclesiastes 12, remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. And you may be well familiar with that. You would have had faithful, loyal um, youth leaders and pastors speak that into your life. Well, I wanna speak it into your life now. Remember now your Creator in the days of your youth. Because you know what? I remember my husband testifying. He would have told you this, the stories, you know all our stories. But you know, when he was a young, young man, he, when he was 17 or 18, and he, his life could have gone in any direction really. He had a heart after God, but nevertheless. And he walked into a Christian cafe in Wellington, New Zealand. 
and he saw, whoa, a little wall over here. And he saw this huge banner that said, Ecclesiastes, remember now your creator in the days of your youth. And that word of God, which is true, penetrated his spirit and set him on course. I wanna testify that when I was a young person at 15, I remembered, I discovered my creator in the days of my youth. And as a young girl, I have remembered my Creator in the days of my youth. And by the grace of God, I have chosen to remember my Creator right through life, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and now 60s. And I testify to you, and I would do so with many women in the room who are a little bit older, that you know what? God is faithful. And if you continue to remember Him, He will prove faithful in your life. I wrote down here, you will never go wrong thirsting and hungering and trusting after the living God. Is that okay? Amen. All right, this morning, I don't have a lot of um, clever for you. I've just got a really big, fat pastoral heart, okay? I don't have props. I don't have tricks. I don't have, not that props are tricks. Props are wonderful, by the way. I'm like, I wish I could do more props. But then sometimes I think our whole church is a prop, in the most perfect way, or colour is a prop, like everything about it is the prop, is the illustration, is what supports, but nevertheless. So as we start, I wanna read to you, if I may, a promise of safety, a promise of trust, and a promise of a divine encourager. Okay, can you say that with me? The pro- a promise of safety, say safety, safety. A promise of safety, a promise of trust, and a promise of a divine encourager. All right, bear with me. It's gonna go on the screens. I'm gonna read a good portion of Scripture today because again, it's the Word of God that transforms us. So Psalm 20 is a favourite of mine. I read it to you often. I often post of it. It never grows old. It's beautiful. So in the Passion, it's um, called a song of trust. It is a psalm, it is a song of trust, which is powerful. It says in verse one, in your day of danger, may the Lord answer and deliver you. May the name of the God of Jacob set you safely on high, verse two. May supernatural help be sent from the sanctuary. May He support you from Zion's fortress, verse three. May he remember every gift you have given him and celebrate every sacrifice of love that you have shown him. Verse four, may God give you every desire of your heart and carry out your every plan as you go into battle. Verse five, when you succeed, we will celebrate and shout for joy. Flags will fly when victory is yours. Yes, God will answer your prayers and we will praise Him. Verse six, I know God gives me all that I ask for and brings victory to His anointed King. My deliverance cry, my deliverance cry, my deliverance cry will be heard in holy heaven. By His mighty hand, miracles will manifest through His saving strength. Verse seven, some find their strength and their weapons and their wisdom, but my miracle deliverance can never be won by men. Our boast is in the Lord our God, who makes us strong and gives us victory. (coughs) Verse eight, our enemies will not prevail. Our enemies will not prevail. They will only collapse and perish in defeat while we rise up full of courage. Verse nine, give victory to our King, O God, The day we call on you, give us your answer. Isn't it beautiful? 
It's so beautiful. Okay, if I gasp and splutter a little bit, it's because I've had the flu, guys, all right? So my goal is to not cough and send like a golly bomb across the room, <coughs> a mucus bomb. Wouldn't that just be wonderful? Aren't you glad you're in other rooms over there? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So just bear with me, all right? I wanna continue reading from John chapter 15, if I may. And again, it's, you know, the, the chapter is, has, has a heading on it that says, Jesus, the living vine. And Jesus is reminding us of what union and abiding, everyone say union and abiding, will actually do. And then he is talking about, again, this divine encourager that he is about to send. So verse 16, it says, he says, hey, you didn't choose me, but I have chosen and commissioned you to go into the world and bear fruit. And your fruit will last because whatever you ask of my Father for my sake, he will give it to you. So this is my parting command. Love one another deeply. Verse 26, it goes on. And he says, And I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my Father. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I, that line in itself, Jesus says, I will send you the divine encourager from the very presence of my Father. He will come to you, the Spirit of truth emanating, emanating from the Father, and He will speak to you about me. Then in John 16, He continues, bear with me. Verse one, He says, I have told you this so that you would not surrender to confusion or doubt. I have told you this so you will not surrender to confusion or doubt. Verse eight, and when He, again, the Holy Spirit comes, I love this, He will expose sin and prove that the world is wrong about God's righteousness and judgments. So let me pause here for a moment. We have a God who is able to prove to the world who He is. He's given us the Holy Spirit. And you know, there's a world out there who have a, a great misconception of who God is, His righteousness and His judgments. And you know what? I have to be careful how I say this. I was talking to someone while I was away and they said, you know, the humanity of, of, of this world, the humanity both redeemed and unredeemed, humanity, it's gonna be how we embrace people and love people and welcome people and not pass judgment on them, but love them with the love of Christ that is actually gonna prove to the world who God really is. Because there's a world out there that is scathing and judgmental, shame, blame, judgment. And when they see Christ as He truly is in us, loving people, restoring people, if they're honest with their own truth, they'll go, wow, you must really believe in this God. This God must be real because this flies in the face of all that is natural human response. Would you agree? So I find that profound that he would say that, Jesus would say that. Then verse 33, he says, and everything that I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me, says Jesus, will be in you <coughs> and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, here we go, you will experience trouble and sorrows but you must be courageous for I have conquered the world. And then chapter 17, hello girls, Jesus prays for his disciples. 
and a world that is yet to know Him. He prays for His disciples right before He faces the fire, the crucifixion, everything. He prays for His disciples and the world yet to know Him. And pretty much, girls, that's where I left you in June. I left you in June with that thought. I left you with that thought. I left you with a prayer. I left you with a challenge to get to know it yourself. I left you with an inscription that is actually in my Bible pages. And it's gonna go up on the screen. I don't know if you can read it. But I left you pretty much with this. And I know that in the meantime, leave it up there, guys. I know that in the meantime, we've been away. A lot has happened. The girls have like taken care of this landscape so beautifully in teaching and what have you. But I'm your senior pastor. I have a responsibility here. And I left you with these words because I don't believe these words are soft. I believe these words are powerful. I believe these words to be safe and sound in Christ are actually critical for the body of Christ in the days going forward. So these were my inscriptions. Bobby, rest in him, safe and sound, June 2019. Who writes the date besides some of your scripture references? So you remember when that actually penetrated your heart. (coughs) And then down further, I said, we are... My writing is atrocious. We are safe and sound inside Jesus' prayer. We are safe and sound, young people today. Those of you new to faith, watching on, listen to me. We are safe and sound inside that prayer that the Lord Jesus Christ prayed. It's not a small thing. He actually said, Father, I haven't lost. Of those you gave to me, of those who lent in, I haven't lost one of them. Not one of them. And you know, when you get that in your spirit, that actually is a revelation. So again, just to remind you, and then I'm gonna give you some thoughts here. So again, that prayer that Jesus prayed for us, for us, Jesus prayed for us, guys. It reads like this in verse nine. So, can you hear him? So with deep love, I pray for my disciples. He's praying to the Father. I'm not asking on behalf of the unbelieving world, he does later, but for those who belong to you, those you have given to me, he says, verse 10, for all who belong to me now belong to you and all who belong to you now belong to me as well. And my glory is revealed through their surrendered lives. Yeah, wow. Because none of us like to go through stuff wherein we have to surrender our hearts and our lives to the beautiful Lordship and the safe place of Christ. But when we do, it's in those circumstances and situations and seasons, girls. I mean, you listen to every single song that comes out of this house. It's written from a fiery place. And we can just sing it beautifully and almost mindlessly sometimes until you go through a bad place. And then suddenly those lyrics written from the fire and the valley come alive. And so God is saying, Jesus is saying, you know what? And my glory, my goodness, my kindness, my grace is actually gonna be revealed through their surrendered lives because as they surrender, they're gonna discover who I truly am. Verse 11, he goes, Holy Father, I am about to leave this world to return and be with you, but my disciples will remain here. So I ask that by the power of your name, protect each one of them you have given me and watch over them so that they will be united as one, even as we are one. Verse 12, while I was with these that you have given me, I have kept them safe by your name that you have given me. Not one of them is lost except the one that was destined to be lost, which was Judas Iscariot. Is that his name, Judas Iscariot? Is that his name? 
So many Judases in the Bible. Yeah, so sad. <laughs> so sad that he lost the plot. But here we go. Do you know what I'm saying? Not one of them is lost. Not one of them is lost. So again today, an ocean of Scripture, girls. And you can ask why, and here's the reasons. Number one, because it's Sisterhood Fight Club Month. I don't know, I'm gonna cut a message. I don't know whether it'll be Sisterhood United or not. I feel like saying, <laughs> yeah. He didn't call us warrior princess daughter for nothing. <laughs> Daughters of Zion. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like it is Sisterhood Fight Club Month. Every month is, but nevertheless. And so we're just gonna, I don't know where the Spirit of God will take us. We've got a plan, a strategy. We're gonna highlight some of the needs that relate to women, of course. But you know, who knows where we're gonna go as we steal up in Jesus' name. Second, because encounter with the young people today and tonight and tomorrow is themed movers and shakers, right? And you know what? You are never gonna be a mover and shaker if you cannot find your own personal sense of revelation and conviction and faith and stability when the earth moves or when opposition presents itself. So you know what? It's lovely to think, movers and shakers, hallelujah, we're gonna change the world. Yeah, right, until the earth moves (coughs) or opposition presents. And how many times have I ever said to you, it's not whether the earth moves, it's whether you're shaken loose. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken in order that what um, can't remain, that what should remain will remain. I don't know, something like that. It's amazing. So that's the second reason. The third reason, I've kind of already said it to you, but honestly, I feel like I have a responsibility to encourage us to be safe and sound in a world that is rapidly changing, amen? Okay, so praise the Lord. Everyone go, amen. Amen. Did you love all that scripture? Amen. All right, I have... I have written down eight things that come to mind. The first eight things that really came to mind in context of safe and sound. And I'm gonna give you four today if I can, all right? You up for that? Everyone say safe and sound. There she is. Boxing girl before, but she's sitting reflectively on a table now. (laughs) Thinking about what Auntie Bobby is saying, all right? (laughs) Under the banner of safe and sound, all right? So the first thing I'm gonna present to you and say to you is, I believe that safe and sound is not a fairy tale. Okay, guys, it's not a fairy tale. Do you know that fairy tales and fantasy have heroes, villains, oftentimes white horses and towers? Would you agree with that? If we just look at the world of fantasy or the world of fairy tale, you think of Disneyland, Disney World, and all the princess movies that have ever come out, right? It's like there's villains, there's heroes, there's all sorts of things going on. You think about Superman and Superwoman. And I don't know, the way the world is going, probably the next movie will be called Superperson. (laughs) Right? Have you heard this? I mean, really, Superperson, that's how it's gonna be. And I'm not making a judgment here, I'm just making an observation. It's like a funny world that we're living in. What about, I just heard recently, has anyone heard this, that um, the next James Bond movie is not James, it's a girl. It could be Jane Bond. It's like James, James Bond. Could be like Jane, Jane Bond. I don't know, they haven't released the name. I I got Laurie a few minutes ago to Google to see if they've actually given her a name yet. I mean, the world is, Hilarious. 
you know, and it's, you know, the, the, the land of um, fairy tales and fantasy and all that it, you know, displays and tells us, it doesn't just resonate with girls, it resonates with boys as well. I remember 100 years ago, we took all the family to Disneyland. We hooked up with them. I think Zion and Jack, Zion and Jack, get the same age. They were just babies. We all went to Disneyland. I mean, it was like, seriously, girls, our family is so dysfunctional. Like we were meant to meet there at the front of the day. It took a whole day to get there. We actually went through the gates at 5 p.m. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so we get to the, has anyone ever had the loveliness of going to Disneyland? At the end, there's always the parade at, and, you know, the floats and everything. So the, the floats are good. Keeping in mind, my Ben has three little girls. The floats start going past, and I promise you, this is Ben. He's screaming at the princesses. He's like, Ariel, Ariel. I mean, all the children are screaming, but here's this giant beast of a man. Ariel, Ariel. And I'm like, Ben. He goes, I can't help it. I've got little girls. I love the princess. I love the stories. So you see, fairy tales and fantasy, it all resonates. Hilarious. Again, heroes, villains, white horses, towers. But I want to tell you something today. The gospel is not a fairy tale. People might think it is a fairy tale and might accuse us of it being a fairy tale, but it's not. But it does have a hero and it does have a villain. And one day it will have a white horse, a beautiful white horse. And you know what? It has strong towers. And we know, don't we girls, (coughs) that Jesus is our hero. He is our saviour, king, hero. And the devil is unfortunately, well fortunately, our defeated villain. And (coughs) the strong tower is literally the deep place of relationship that becomes a place of refuge. So all through Scripture, through the Psalms, if Amanda Ferguson was here, she would expound this. It's all full, the Word is full of exhortation that there is a safe place and a tower for us. In Jesus' name, when we need it, amen. Psalm 20 verse one says, in your day of danger, may the Lord answer and deliver you. May the name of the God of Jacob set you safely on high. So I just read that to you before, right? So in your day of danger, I am not prophesying danger over anyone. Do you know what our common danger is? Humanity, our common danger um, is a life and, 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 and is a life and eternity without a saviour king. That is our common danger. But should danger knock on your door, or should danger darken your pilgrimage, which is the nature of Psalms like Psalm 23 where one minute you're being laid down and given rest in grassy green patches and still waters, and the next you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. So this is the real world, right? Are you okay with this, girls? This is not a soft gospel tonight or this morning. Okay, if danger knocks on your door, darkens your pilgrimage, we need to remember that there is a God, according to Psalm 20, who can set us safely on high my high tower, my fortress, my refuge. And that's a revelation. So when you feel, here we go, some application. When you feel that there is no escape in life, and I know by nature of the reason that this is the real world here. We're talking to real lives. When you feel that there is no escape, perhaps no place of refuge, you need to remind yourself 
See, I can't do it for you. I'm prompting you here. You need to remind yourself of His name. Because that is what Psalm 20 verse one says, may the name of the God of Jacob set you safely on high. Which basically means you need to get to know the nature and the character of that name. I texted Lee Burns last night to ask him, um, because it was very late, my night got a bit sabotaged by life and wonderful people. And so I was, not, I was up late last night trying to make sense of this. So I texted him to say, how many names of God are there? Because I didn't have time to find out. And he came back to me so quickly. He was so lovely. He said, I'm on it. And then he went quiet for a while. And then at about quarter to 12, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry, Bobby. I fell asleep. <laughs> he fell asleep on the couch. And I'm like, it's all right, mate. <clears throat> it's actually fine. But um, he said that there are seven, obviously there are seven real names for God, all based in our beautiful ancient history and Jewish background. But he said, actually, it's a controversial subject, but he said there are 900 plus titles for God. And I don't know about you, but all that says to me, I'm not even gonna begin to try to list them off, but all that says to me is how beautiful and manifold and diverse is our God when he says, trust in my name, there is layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of revelation to be had in that. And you know, as a church, we sing about his name all the time. We had a record that, you know, the the worship album that went out a few years ago, No Other Name. I'm gonna put it on the screens if you recall. Okay, this was Times Square. I mean, we sing of his name all the time, repetitively in all of our songs. By the way, that wasn't um, photoshopped. They literally organised that in Times Square. In Times Square, New York, that happened for I don't know how many seconds or minutes, but it was pretty epic, right? So, you know, um, I just want to encourage you that there is so much within his name. So, you know, how do you, if I could present a question, sweethearts, how do you perceive the name of God? How do you perceive his name? So, you know, do you, do you easily call him Lord? Do you easily call him Lord? Does Abba Father um, resonate with you? Does it work for you? Does Saviour King, when you're worshipping Him, Saviour King, what is that insight in you, in Jesus' name? You know, when you consider the Holy Spirit, because again, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit mystery. But when you consider the Holy Spirit, do you remember that again within His name, if we look at the Gospel of John, there are words, there is description of Him as counsellor and comforter and helper and strengthener and stand by an advocate, especially if you read the Amplified Bible, hallelujah. The Amplified Bible is for all women. There's a lot more words, that's why we love it, amen? (laughs) I don't know about you girls, but if I may say this, for me, for me personally, um, Father, Father comes very easily. I know it doesn't come easy for many. Um, Lord, comes easily, the Lord Jesus Christ. I watched a documentary while I was away, a pretty um, disturbing documentary to be honest, but anyway, if you watch it, if you put two and two together and watch it, you just gotta realise it's edited with a lot of spin, all right? That is the nature of the world. Just look for the spin and look for the edit. You know, when they're talking about one thing and then put a picture of Hitler beside it and then they come back to the storyline. 
<clears throat> and in it, there was a lot of people talking about Jesus, the Jesus, the Jesus thing. And as I watched it, I'll be honest, I'll be honest, I was like, I don't hear any of them saying the Lord Jesus. Now that could have been edit, because trust me, people take sound bites and they can make it look like anything. So you are aware of that when you watch the news, aren't you? Right. So, but then I was like, where am I seeing anyone in this talking about the Lord Jesus Christ? I actually did hear it a couple of times and it, it actually made me feel so much better watching this documentary. So, you know, I don't know what resonates with you. For me, when I'm in um, distress of soul and, um, you know, that doesn't happen often or a lot, of it, but it does happen. You can't pastor a global church with a massive footprint and have all the kingdom advancement and kingdom declaration that we have in this church without there being fire. So when I'm in distress of soul or when I'm being stretched, just stretched in life, hallelujah. For me personally, if I can say, wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. You remember I just camp there forever at colour this, earlier this year. I mean, those words in Isaiah, he shall be called wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Do you know what? They, uh, they suit, they, those words, those names, those attributes of our God, His name become a safe haven for me. Wonderful counsellor when I don't know what to do or how to do it or how to respond or what. Wonderful counsellor, everlasting Father who is never gonna turn His face from you never going to turn away. Jesus will never turn away. In fact, He will sit and He will draw you near and He will draw your face close to Him and He will turn you away from the pain. Do you hear this, girls? And those of you who are in a great place, you go, amen. And those of you who are struggling right now in life, you listen to me and you listen to the heart of God, amen. And I love it. And I think I wrote down here that these names become known and cherished, you know, across a lifetime. In season, out of season, in the good times and in the bad times, for better, for worse, in the mountains and in the valleys. That's where we learn it. In the day of your danger, may the Lord answer you and deliver you. May the name of the God of Jacob set you safely on high. Number two, I've got eight minutes. She's back. <laughs> Praise the Lord. All right, safe and sound um, is our heritage and our legacy. It really is. Safe and sound is our heritage and our legacy. I think your personal sense of um, your sense of personal safety and soundness is something that the devil is determined to mess with. Are you hearing me? He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Whether that is your faith, whether that is confidence, whether that is your fortitude, whether that is your resolve, whether that is your happiness or joy, that is what he does. And so again, listen to me, in a world of unprecedented mental ill health and instability, listen to me girls, the darling of heaven did not leave heaven on our behalf to fail in his mission. He didn't. And whilst our hearts continue to lean in and take refuge, he will not fail you because again, he says, those you gave me, I have kept safe. You know, heritage by definition is a special or individual possession. It is an, alloc um, an allotted portion. That's what heritage is, an allotted portion. Okay, you know what, girls? Good news. That happened for every single one of us. 
every single one of us listening in through these screens, listening on the channel if this ever makes it to channel one day. Calvary did that for you. He did it for every single one of us. He gave us, He allotted us His salvation and His grace and His mercy and His kindness. It is our heritage. So safe and sound, regardless of the nonsense, regardless of what might assail or whatever. You hear me, girls, don't you? He's real. And again, he says, every living thing, he says, everything I have taught you, John 16, 33, and everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For again, in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous for I have um, overcome and conquered the world. So again, here we go, girls, a couple of things. Uh, your capacity, your capacity to be courageous and allow Christ to conquer for you because this is our capacity, our decision to be courageous is inherent on us and Christ's ability and intent and desire to conquer for us, that becomes your safe haven. I will be courageous and I will trust in my God to deliver and to conquer and to bring this wherever it needs to be, amen? And I don't know about you, but that's a hefty revelation. And many of you in this room today, you've been through life and you would say, amen, Pastor Bob, amen. Because you've walked it out and you've experienced it. And it's awesome, it's hefty in your life. And for others, life's in front of you, way in front of you. You remember these words by the Spirit of God today, amen? And I write down here, it is a conscious decision and discipline to shelter in and take our stance from His redemptive truth. To shelter in and take our stance. So yeah, ministering to the human heart today, to shelter in and then when we take our stance as the kingdom of God, as the women of God, as the church of Jesus Christ, we take our stance from that place. It's His redemptive truth. It's not clever marketing. It's not fancy things. It's none of that. It's not gimmicks. It is redemptive truth in our lives. Amen? Yeah. And you know, many years ago, I fell, um, I fell upon a revelation in my own heart. And I, it was basically that by the grace of God, I will not make His death and sacrifice null and void in my life. And if you've been around sisterhood for the last 23 years, you would have heard me say that on occasion. I, by the grace of God, do not, Father, I do not wanna make your son's death and sacrifice null and void in my life because I can't get my head around it, because I can't choose to believe, because I can't choose to rise up. So you know, it happens, it's every day. You think, oh man, I've done these seasons, God, but now here you are doing them again. You know, in London, two weeks ago, we went to London for their 20th. We did their staff retreat in the countryside of Wales. It was gorgeous. It was like full on summer. Um, anyway, that's another story. Came down to London. Um, on the Saturday, we were filming for um, Vision Sunday, which I'm like, guys, it's five months away. Are you kidding me? Anyway, I wake up in the hotel room knowing that we need to go um, film. 
and interview and what have you, praise the Lord. And I, in my spirit, I hear, rise up, daughter. <laughs> yeah, I, hello, I've been there before. Rise up, daughter. And I'm like, ah. I thought the Lord was just saying, rise up, daughter, and get dressed and go to breakfast. Yeah, no. Walked out and walked into a firestorm. And I'm thinking, yeah, he was actually saying, whisper, rise up, rise up again. So you see, it's just life, right? Number three, safe and sound is in the blood of a poured out saviour. It truly is. And that's a strange choice of words when you consider that bloodshed um, is, is usually associated with fear and horror. But the blood that we're talking about here is our Passover. It is truly our Passover. It is our passage from lost to found. It is our passage from death to life, our passage from fear to safety. And again, there was a revelation to be had, girls, in His blood, in Holy Communion, in the atonement. I heard it once said, it's gonna go on the screens, I think I heard Helen Burns say it first, that the devil, the devil can traffic in darkness, but he cannot traffic in light. True? Well, I'm gonna add another one to it. I'm adding another one. The devil can traffic in sin, but he cannot traffic in repentance. And that is the blood of Christ in our lives. When we have the blood of Christ in our lives, when we have been repentant, when we have said, Father, our sin, our failing, our whatever, you know what? His, His forgiveness is forthcoming. It's beautiful. And it's the blood of Jesus on you. And yeah, you gotta walk through life and walk things out. But you know what? The devil cannot traffic in repentance. And I don't bring that to you lightly. And um, I just encourage you to remember that in your own life when you feel like you fail or remember that in the lives of others when they perhaps disappoint you or life throws you into a wilderness, amen? And then the fourth thing, I'm gonna get the team to come and join me. Hallelujah. We've got oceans of time. But um, I write down here that I think safe and sound is the fruit of well-worn pages. To be safe and sound. And listen to me, girls, there is a glorious, there is a glorious outcome to reading the Word of God. There really is. There is a glorious outcome because this Word washes away. I'm talking about safe and sound. This Word washes away fear, timidity. It just washes your life. And you know, many of you would know this. You know, the Word of God is, can be referred to in two ways, logos and rhema. Logos is the written Word. It is ink on pages. It is still, it is very good. But it is the logos, it is the written Word of God. Got it? Rhema is the quickened, um, breathed upon, made alive Word in our spirit, right? So here's the deal. Rhema, rhema, God-breathed Word, rhema. It's between you and Jesus. I can't do it for you. Well, I can actually, because I believe I'm, gonna, I'm bringing the Word of God with anointing and with authority and with confidence. But true rima is between you and Jesus. True rima is between you and the Holy Spirit because I believe the Holy Spirit comes to be alongside of us when we open this Word and we choose to find ourselves again in it. Find ourselves. And I believe that rhema rises and falls on your own personal hunger. It just does. And I'll say that from experience. You know, it's like when the wine presses on, you find yourself in this Word and it is a lifeline. 
And when it's kind of sunshiny days, ah, we can just go to the beach instead. Read a trash magazine. (laughs) Catch up on all the gossip. I don't know. I'm not being condemnatory here. I'm just saying it rises and it falls. Your sense of true safety in God rises and falls on your hunger. And um, again, I I just believe that the only thing that is gonna sustain us as followers of Christ in the days that, that are ahead is personal revelation. Personal revelation, not being part of Hillsong Church. That ultimately will not do it for you. But I went to Hillsong Church. Yeah, no, come in here and let the Word change you and transform you and sustain you. Let the worship frame you, let the community support you and love you, right? It's that. And you know, for all of us, that is a journey over a lifetime. It is a journey woven in time. And again, you know, we don't have, we don't have Psalms like Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, I shall not. We don't have those for nothing. We do not have them for nothing. So you know, there's the first four that I wanted to give you. And um, in a moment, we're gonna stand and we're gonna worship, but I just wanna like finish with a story. So um, you all know I love movies, don't you? (laughs) You all know Netflix is my boyfriend. You all know that, don't you? That joke's never gonna get old. Could you just stand up and just show the pillow that you got, you know, bring it to me, bring it to me. I came back into my office this week and someone had bought me this. I mean, my real boyfriend is Brian Houston, and he always will be, but hilarious, right? So I was like, yep, that's it. That's my cushion, hallelujah, in Jesus' Name. So I might have to bring that out a few times, girls. It's too much fun. But um, I, so I watched a movie, a little movie, and you may know it. It's called um, A Little Chaos. Have you seen that one? It's basically about um, the French King Louis XIV, I think, and the building of the gardens in Versailles, the beautiful gardens in Versailles. Now I've been to France a number, of, a number of times because we have church up there, but I've actually never gone out to the gardens of Versailles. And I, I, I hear it's just spectacular. But that aside, in this movie, it's a movie, so this is the movie, all right? Um, it's about the gardeners. So Kate Winslet, you know who Kate, Kate is? Okay, she's one of the landscape gardeners. It's Kate, who was also Rose in Titanic. The girl gets around. Anyway, that aside. Um, So Kate is one of the landscape gardeners creating these beautiful, majestic gardens like centuries ago. And in the movie, the movie, she finds herself in a garden, an unfinished garden. And she's attending to it. And then suddenly she ends up having a conversation with a grieving and um, exhausted king. She doesn't even realise it's the king. She thinks he's just another gardener or whatever. And so she starts having this conversation with the grieving king who's lost his wife or whatever, keeping in mind, they kind of had concubines everywhere. But anyway, that aside, (laughs) it was another century. Aren't you glad you didn't live in those times? Anyway, praise God, she has this conversation with him. And in the midst of the conversation, she literally says to him with kindness and with grace, she says, do you find Eden in this chaos? In other words, the chaos of an unfinished garden. And he's sitting there and she says, do you find Eden in this chaos? And that statement, girls, you're gonna hear it a few times. It resonated with me. Do you find 
Eden in the chaos? Like, could you find Eden in the chaos of your life or the chaos of what's going on? And sometimes, girls, I just honestly simply believe that we just need to remember that we are an unfinished garden. The church of Jesus Christ on the earth is an unfinished garden. And we might, all we might see is chaos, but all He sees is Eden in the making. And I wanna encourage you with those words, amen. If you're self-condemning today for any reason, anywhere, I wanna encourage you to turn your eyes upon Jesus. Just turn your eyes upon Jesus. He doesn't condemn you. He loves you. He's for you. Amen. All our locations, you're gonna stay for one moment. We're gonna sing and then I'm gonna pray. If there's girls in the room and you are feeling unsafe about anything, you have invitation to come and worship down here with the team for just a few moments. If it works on your location, lean forward, go forward. If not, just let your heart lead heavenward. And I'm gonna ask you by the, I'm gonna ask the Spirit of God to minister to people who don't feel safe right now, that the peace of God will be your portion, amen? Amen, come my darlings. Amen, if you're feeling a little bit unsafe anywhere in life, I'm gonna ask everyone just to close your eyes and if you have the courage just to put your hand up and just say, Bob, I'm feeling a little unsafe in my walk, in my confidence, in my relationship, whatever. You don't have to, but if you, if you wanna. So Father God, I just pray for every girl right now who's having the honesty of heart. <coughs> Father, I ask in Jesus' Name that You'll draw near. Draw near, Holy Spirit. Make Yourself known and we give You all the grace. We give You all the praise and the glory in Jesus' Name. <coughs> Amen. Amen. I did good. <coughs> I did you good to get through my sermon without coughing. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna take more than that. <coughs> All right, listen to me. Hey, I'm fine. All your locations who wanna go local, go local now. We'll give girls a chance to um, come to a saving knowledge of Christ. And I'm gonna ask Laura Bell to come up here and just pray a sinner's prayer with girls here in this room, amen? So I'll see you guys, I love you. Come on, Laura, give her a hand. Thank you, Mum. What a powerful message. You know, the thing about Jesus is that He is our ultimate safe refuge and He is our Saviour. And I wanna extend an invitation for anyone who is yet to invite Jesus Christ into their hearts as Saviour of their soul and Lord of their life. It is the most beautiful decision, the most powerful and life-transforming decision that you could ever make because it affects your entire eternity. 
and our soul was created for our Creator. And the reason that we are able to be reconciled back to the Father, back to our Creator is because of Jesus Christ who laid down His life for every single one of us, no matter what we've done, no matter who we are, no matter how we find ourselves in this place this morning. And so with every head bowed and eyes closed, And as Christians pray, I want you to know that people make this decision every single week here at Hillsong Church, here at Sisterhood. And if that's you, you wanna repent, you wanna accept the Lord Jesus into your heart, into your life. If that's you, after the count of three, while nobody else is looking, would you raise your hands? One, two, three, right across this place. Yeah, I can see a couple of hands come up here on my right. Is there anybody else? God's calling your name this morning. He sees you. He knows you. He's desperate for you to get to know Him. He loves you unconditionally. Is there anybody else? Beautiful, amazing. Can we give it up for these wonderful women who have made this decision? Powerful. It's incredible. We have um, a gift for you. It's this Bible. And when you leave this place, as you go out into our foyers, there'll be people here, there with uh, a Bible in, in their hand. It's a gift from our pastors, Brian and Bobby Houston. We wanna give this to you. We wanna do this, this walk of salvation with you. And, um, and so I wanna encourage you to connect with those people. Uh, again, it's something that we do every single week. And so it's not abnormal. You're not strange. It's incredible. Um, and so I'll pray this prayer with you and then we'll move on. So repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are and all that you've done for me. Right now, I declare that I am a Christian, a child of God, and I will follow you all the days of my life. Amen. Amen. Again, let's just give it up. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.